Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, I just hope it's quick and clean and not a long, drawn-out fight. But um, my biggest, deepest fear is... Um... G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns, where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk, and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri-business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. This is the only Farm Yarn that we've actually done an intro for, but Bradley Milstead had the pleasure of talking with him on this Farm Yarn, and he really opened up and let things roll and really showed his passions and how much love for his family he has and what's so important to him, what he holds close and dear to him, um, maybe very similar to what you do for yourself out there, but a good reflection in this episode, and it was pretty hard to hold ourselves back from that, but Brad, we appreciate it, mate, and I think a lot of listeners out there will appreciate this farm yarn, so let's let it roll. All right, Brad, well, we had you on earlier on in the week speaking about some pretty important messages about blokes talking up making sure that they're okay themselves, but also their mates and maybe even being able to identify that. But for this segment, we'll be having another farm yarn. That was a pretty good farm yarn before as well. But Farms Vice Farm Yarns, where we dive into the person more so behind the audio. So people love to find out who Brad was, what's he do, who inspires him and why he does it. So welcome to Farm Yarns. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is good. Yeah, it was a different piece of content, breaks it up as well um, and just connects people to the person that's come on the podcast anyway. And the big thing is it's also <laughs> highlighting a bit of their spiritual self and that's not a religious yeah, comment. It's just what makes them tick and makes them grounded basically, you know, brings them back to country. Absolutely. So let's kick it off. What's Brad's morning routine? What's it look like for you over in the West? 
I, I wish I could say I get up and uh, go for a bike ride and uh, feel feel very fit and uh, healthy. Unfortunately, it's not. So, but, hey, my my morning routines normally uh, get up, make a cup of tea, um, go and have a morning constitutional, and uh, then come back. And uh, that's the time that I'll connect with social media. Yep. Um, I'll uh, scroll through my Twitter and uh, Insta and. Um, Engage if I need to engage, and if not, then uh, just have a browse. But that's my morning routine and a breakfast. I'm a, I'm always a, a, a breakfast person. I was, and I sort of tended back off it. Now I'm getting back into it. Need to do it more. Um, but are you an alarm person, or you just get up organically? No, I don't. I don't need an alarm. Um, yeah, even when we're full sort with the truck and that sort of thing, or whatever I'm doing, if I need to be up at four, I'll. Yeah, I just go to bed knowing I've got to be awake at three thirty or four. Yeah, knowing I've got to be up at four, and now I'll wake up at three thirty. So no, I'm I'm fortunate that way. That said, it does get a little bit um, testing during holidays and breaks that you're still awake early. But then again, on on breaks, I'm a big fan of the nana nap as well. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not adverse to going and having a lay down in the afternoon if I need to. That's a bloody good body clock you've got on yourself. Uh, yeah, it, it, it has been handy. I will say that. So, uh, yeah, no, but very, very glad I don't need to rely on an alarm. Absolutely. And in 60 seconds, what's your first memory you've had on farm? Probably just, uh, uh getting my first, um, motorbike, my, my first mini bike, um, and being able to cruise around <laughs> independently, around the farm with that would be one of my first and, and most memorable memories, I think, um, you know, and just going out with dad on the tractor and, uh, yeah, thinking you're helping, but you're not really, you're just in the road, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you're just learning it that way. Just, yeah. Time spent with dad in the tractor. Yep. Two good memories there. And for yourself, who's been your most influential person in your life? I honestly couldn't narrow it down to one Jack. I've been very, very fortunate. Um, to have so many who have uh, inspired me um, along my way. It's funny, I, I turned 50 last year and spent most of the year reflecting on my life journey and um, those that have influenced me. I've, I've had lots of mentors personally, um, sporting-wise, um, professionally, um, so no, look, I, I'm very, very fortunate to have, oh, and, and in fatherhood, yeah, I've got some great men that I can, that I've taken stuff that I've seen that they've done into my journey as being a father. And, um, yeah, no, I'm very, very fortunate. I've got lots and lots there that I've been able to rely on. Excellent. I think everyone needs a sort of mentor or that person to lean on, um, throughout whatever sort of stage process they are in their farming career or just in general as well but for yourself what would be a myth you'd like to debunk about farming farmers have a fair few of these from maybe the city goers or even their neighbors what would that be for you we we as an industry are always painted to be um not not the brightest or the sharpest tools in the shed which is so wrong you hear people talk about uh kids going oh he's probably not that bright so he should probably just come home to the farm and it's so wrong. We, we do such a bad job of painting ourselves positively as an industry. Um, and that comes back to so many photos of farmers are taken 
<clears throat> that it's the old man in the flannelette shirt with a battered hat kneeling in the corner of normally a pretty bad background, as in a poor crop or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's not. Farming has always been very, uh, has always had great initiative, um, very enterprising. Uh, Australia and particularly WA, we're farming in some of the oldest soils in the world. And um, what, and I can only talk authoritatively on WA, what we produce with the soils that we have is quite amazing. Yeah. Um, so, no, we, we're a very innovative uh, industry that needs to be um, appreciated and respected a lot more. But then we need to appreciate and respect ourselves a lot more as well. Yeah, I think so. When I was going through school, agriculture as like the the um class was sort of looked as your last resort as a as a student and you sort of sort of got shunned i actually didn't do agriculture um at school because i just sort of thought i knew it all at the time um but that's probably something that we need to flip around as well back at school yeah 100 percent, and make those ag courses more appealing for everybody so um yeah, or, or just direct on to farm, you know, more traineeships and that sort of thing to give to give people easier pathways into the industry. Yep, beautiful. I actually, I tailor a few of these questions and with you coming on, Brad, I just wanted to see how do you look after yourself? You tell everyone else to look after themselves, make sure they're ready and fit for coming up into harvest, but what do you do? Um, as was talked about in the, original podcast i'm very fortunate i've got a couple of very good mates that i can talk to pretty much on any level yeah um but it's not just sharing the shit times it's it's you've got to share the wins as well the the times that things are going really well yeah is also important to share um so that's a big part of it is having those friends in my life that to go and catch up with um, or one of them's um, 3,000 kilometres away. He's in on the Air Peninsula in South Australia, but he and I have a few beers a week. Um, just ring each other and sit down and have a beer and a chat. And uh, he's in the same scenario as me, running a family farm. Yep. And just to be able to share <clears throat> all the uh, trials and tribulations, as it is, is very, very healthy for us both. But um, no, my, my spiritual day is normally Sunday. Um, that's my Sunday fun day is uh, lawns are mowed, the ute and the car are washed, and uh, I do enjoy cooking. Uh, that's when the old cocky likes to cook or hashtag cocky likes to cook rolls out and uh, normally uh, yeah, get something going on the Weber or uh, barbecue or something like that. And um, yeah, just uh, cook some meals for with love for those that I love is uh, yeah, that's it's always a special, special day Sundays. What's the go-to meal, either for your family or for, for you to cook? Ah, uh, look, I'm, I'm really loving uh, my Weber. Uh, just cooking on charcoal, and that's so many different slow things. If it's the full family, my son really, really loves his pork ribs, so uh, I love uh, getting some ribs going in there. The old uh, three-two-one method, so three hours on uh, very low heat, uh, just out. Uh, in the heat and then two hours in a oh, I make up a brine that you, you you wrap them up or put them back in liquid so that they can rehydrate again and then you're supposed to another hour at the end back out in the open heat but it 
never sort of normally gets to that. It's just the the three and the two, and uh, that's beautiful. Ready, steady, cocky's got to cook or something. Might be a new show coming out soon. Well, it, it has been mentioned, but uh, I've got a few more other important things on the go at the moment. So, yeah, that, that, that's one that's been parked up. But um, it is really cool to see on social media uh, different people using the, the hashtag cocky likes to cook as we all um, show off what we are cooking on the weekend. It's, um, yeah, it, that's really cool to see that, yeah, people have connected with how, how important it is. And, and it's great to see other guys that really love cooking as well. 100%. And I love that. Like as a producer, you can actually be using your own uh, commodity as such to and be cooking with it rather than just farming it all the time and see how you can improve. Become the yep. consumer yourself. Absolutely, nothing better. And um, yeah, we, oh, well, we just last night we did have a a lovely feed of uh of farm farm kill loiny chops and they were bloody beautiful, succulent. But for yourself, Brad. Throughout your work that you're doing, the pretty important six Bs of not pretty important, very important. Um, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would you want to be remembered for? A comment that's been made when I talk about the six Bs, people have said what an authentic message it is yeah. um, and honest. And so I suppose, yeah, just honest and, and authentic. It, it's... Um, yeah, very humbling, um, humbling and overwhelming. Some of the uh, feedback that's come. Um, so yeah, no. If I could be remembered as being authentic, that would be very nice. Yeah, definitely, that's a good one. And what would you like to say to those men in agriculture that are struggling out there at the moment? What would be that sort of initial sort of hump to get them across to open up? There's nothing harder to do then when you're fighting the demons to reach out, they, the demons like solitude, they like silence, <clears throat> they love alcohol, and they love darkness. And they don't like you talking to other people. Um, when the fight's on, there's nothing harder to do than reach out. Um, so maybe it's finding those, find those two good mates that you can talk to before it happens. It's a lot like a paddock that gets overstocked. It starts to blow away. It starts to erode. If you can just keep letting little bits go rather than letting it build up, um, it'll be a lot better. So, look, the struggle's real. It's bloody real and um, affects a lot of people. So, um, yeah, just try and find the time to find those couple of good mates that you can connect to that you can can talk to and um, your world will be a better place. Just yeah, take some time for yourself. Yes, yeah, certainly. And that's a good one. And for yourself, what would be your deepest fear? Always used to say dying. Yeah. Um, death scared me shitless, but um, it's funny as you age and, and you, and I've buried a lot of people and grief's a horrible emotion, but I'm probably more at ease with that now. And I know it's the one certainty in life um, and it's, it's nothing. It's, it's not going to affect me <clears throat> when it happens. Um, I just hope it's quick and clean and not a long drawn out fight. But um, my biggest, deepest fear is um, my son. Um, illness. Yeah. 
Well, Brad, thanks for like, it's not the easiest thing to be so vulnerable coming on to a podcast. Uh, appreciate it. We can cut this out or whatever, but I think even opening up to me and you, whether you've talked about that or not talking, talked about it before, I think that's pretty important as well. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I'm fine. It's yeah, but my my biggest fear is yeah. is his um future, his his wellness. I I just hope hope he um yeah has a long long life. Yeah, that's beautiful, mate. And well, he's got a good dad to guide him through, so that's going to be a good one. Yep. But for ourselves, how do you think we can be better farmers, both productivity wise and actually? improving our own health and then leading that into our sort of business goals. How does that work out for you? I think, and it's something we've always been really good at is looking over the fence. Yeah. Is um, just being prepared to share uh, where we are professionally, you know, what we're doing well. Um, yeah. The world's changing very quickly, Jack. Um, the influx of the corporate sector into uh farmland ownership is um changing the demographic um just yeah i suppose that what we just have to keep doing is keep stepping back putting everything into perspective keep that big picture into perspective and then finding a path forward so um yeah um it it is very tricky that it's a very muddy Muddy minefield out there at the moment with uh, input costs and so so many things out of our control, I suppose. So, yeah, just just try and keep it all in, in control. Absolutely. Control the controllables and the rest will sort of look after itself, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The, the old uh, cliche, don't sweat the small stuff, but um, that it, it's very hard to do as is controlling the controllables. But, yeah, if, if the more you can keep yourself calm and, yeah, keeping that big picture, the, the better off you'll be. 100%. For you on farm, what would be your favourite productivity hack? Maybe your body, body clock waking you up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. For, when you look at it from that side, um, yeah, obviously I've farmed with the introduction of uh, auto steer and GPS into the system. Um, that's been brilliant. You know, you can do so many more hours on a machine now without the fatigue setting in. Um, that always used to, but um, yeah, certainly personally, my own body that that body clock is is very handy. Believe it or not, we got our auto steer this year for the first time, being cockies. Um, yep, and it's actually it was way too wet. We didn't actually get a crop in. So oh. if it dries out oh. enough for summer crop, if not, we'll have to wait around for winter next year. Yep, yep. The uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a word of warning that the downside to it all is. It brings a level of repairs and maintenance that you don't take on board. And the worst part is it's not like a bearing or a broken bolt. Uh, you can't see what's wrong. Yeah. And um, the biggest tool you ever have is learning to switch it off and start it again. And that fixes the big majority of problems that you have with auto steer. But um, no, nah, it is fantastic. It is brilliant. Yeah, no, good to know. And a bit of a tongue twister to round this conversation off. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I get asked this a bit, and I reckon I can give you a great big long list of stuff I wouldn't do. <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. I, I, looking back and reflecting now, um, maybe wish I'd uh, taken the time 
between school and the farm, as in gone and done something else. Yeah. But um, no, look, I, I couldn't say I would be doing X if I wasn't farming. I, I, I really don't know. Always born to be farming, doing what you love and what you do best. Uh, and I wouldn't say I'm a um, I'm a great farmer either. I wouldn't say I'm a natural farmer. Yeah. Um, I, I like structure. Uh, I know I've done all the uh, Myers Briggs personality tests, and I know where I sit in on on that uh, matrix. So um, I, I'd, I'd like structure, and uh, it's probably where farming's sort of good, but also not not good for my my natural instincts of yeah knowing what you're going to be doing and planning. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but maybe it would be something in the planning stage or yeah, um, yeah having structure. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's but yeah, I'm I'm yeah, following process is, is certainly a, a bit of a strength. Absolutely. And what sort of like do you, are you a book reader, bookworm at all? Not really. No. If I do, it's um generally a, a sporting biography or autobiography. Um, Becky McGee. Oh, uh, sorry. Specky McGee. Uh, no, no, not, not so much that, no, more of the Mike Hussies or the uh, Greg Chapels or that sort of thing. But no, I, I am actually reading at the moment. Um, I, I was recommended a lot and I finally uh, got a copy and I'm reading it is The Five Languages of Love. So um, just trying to uh, put a bit of PD into my personal relationship and uh, learn myself a little bit better. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm reading at the moment. But uh, yes, it's very spasmodic. I'll put it that way. Good to see. Well, Brad, coming through on this farmyard, I think the audience will find a lot about you, but also a lot about themselves. Um, and maybe even they might ask themselves the question of what their biggest, deepest fear is, share that with someone else. And it might actually go a fair way into helping people open up um, wherever it may be within agricultural region of Australia. Hopefully we can start to make a difference with this. And I'll be keen to do a bit of consistency on this. We might have to get Burjo or old Grog on the podcast in a month or two to open up for next year. That would be brilliant. Uh, I'm sure that uh, oh, Grogo and um, Berjo would be clean. So, um, yeah, no, that that would be fantastic if uh, you did want to keep in contact and, uh, yeah, just have uh, semi-regular check-ins would be lovely. And, um, yeah, I thank you once again for connecting with our message of awareness that is the six Bs. And, um, yeah, but... Uh, thank you for all that you're doing for the ag industry with this podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a great success. Yeah, Brad. Well, it's 13,000 listeners down now each month coming in. So hopefully we can make a little bit of a difference with that. And the world's our oyster, as they say. Um, but thanks for coming on to Farms Vice Farm Yarns to have a good old farm yarn with us and your vulnerability. Thanks for coming on and show, showcasing that we can as blokes as well. Yeah, no, thank you, Jack. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's inherent to us that uh, men aren't supposed to cry, but, I, uh, no, but yeah, um, I certainly do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm an emotional man. So uh, I don't think there's anything too wrong with it. We're all wired differently. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I hope that somebody somewhere's listened and it's made a difference to their life. Beautiful. This is a very worthy cause. So we cut out our own outro and we'll add it in. So go to 6bs.com.au to find out more about the cause, how you may be able to actually run your own 6BS. And if you're in the Central West, 
let me know and we might be able to kick off our own one to see how we're all going, us blokes, and check in with ourselves, our mates, our neighbours, our dads, our uncles, our cousins, whatever it may be. We don't operate without you in the industry. So thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.